This is the way. This is the way. Hello there. So say we all. May the force be with you. You're a wizard, Harry. I am Iron Man. What about second breakfast? Assemble. You're here because you know something. Whoa, this is heavy. I volunteer as tribute. I'm Batman. You have chosen wisely. The North remembers. Go infinity and beyond. The force will be with you. Welcome to the Nerdverse, nerds. Today, this corner of the Nerdverse is for all you Star Wars nerds out there. I'm Brian Wizard Plofsky, and while I could bring you in warm or I could bring you in cold, we could not be happier that you hopped up a N1 Naboo Starfighter to be here today. Because today in the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian, we'll be talking about those furry Jawas with a lot of issues and discussing Chapter 5 of the Book of Boba Fett, Return of the Mandalorian. Or should I say... Season 3, Episode 1 of The Mandalorian. But first, as we start every episode, this is your spoiler alert alert. I repeat, this is your spoiler alert alert. We will be spoiling quite a bit, including Clone Wars, Rebels, Solo, Mandalorian, what you've seen of Boba Fett thus far, the Star Wars movies, and more. So uh, we are going to talk about everything. But before we start, uh, Joanna is actually at the Black uh, Spire Outpost right now on Batu. Um, enjoying Rise of the Resistance and uh, Smuggler's Run, maybe eating a Ronto wrap or two. She's at Oga's Cantina. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, we are joined by two uh, super cool people. The first one is, uh, you might know him from Previewed on YouTube. Um, that is the uh, the YouTube channel that has 100,000 subscriptions. Uh, Jay Schmidt. Woo! Hi! Welcome, welcome. Hey, Peaches. We're happy to have you. And uh, of course, uh, he needs no introduction. Uh, the Garytron. Oh, hi! <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I had a, I had a quote. I was going to put a quote in the middle of my name. Oh, you can uh, do like, that. Like Go on for you it. Do on your podcast. I want to. Hi, hi. I'm Gary. That's all right. I'm a local gal. Tron. <laughs> Is that? Was my close? I loved it. Right? That was great. Wait, wait, I have one more. I have one more. I'm Gary. Tight. She handles like a rail speeder. <laughs> Tron. I, they, they both worked for me. Does that one work? No, that one doesn't work. Okay. <laughs> you got you got one. One, one thumb. <laughs> well, um, thank you both for joining us. We're uh, talking about uh, Chapter 5 of the Book of Boba. I, I almost said The Mandalorian. But um, it was directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, who uh, directed two of some of the best episodes of Mandalorian. Um so uh, uh, they brought her in for this. She directed uh, Sanctuary, which is the season one episode uh, where they go to where they meet Cara Dune and they're in that like swamp land. Um, that's the first one. And the other one she directed was The Heiress, which is the introduction of Bo-Katan uh, in uh, season two. Uh, so they were like, hey, why don't you, you know, Mandalorian, why don't you do an episode of Mandalorian, but in Boba Fett? Um but before we get started here, um, we are entering into the Star Wars sector of the Nerdverse. And as you know, when we enter into a sector of the Nerdverse, you need to show your passports. Uh, uh, it is custom, so I'm going to pop my passport out. Um, for my Star Wars passport, I have eight lightsaber stamps out of ten. Um, this is basically um, how much I know about Star Wars, how I can talk about it, the context in which we're going to talk about it with you today um so i'm gonna ask the garytron um how many stamps do you have in your star wars passport to be completely fair and honest 
I think I'm a four cuspy three. Oh, why? Why so low? Yeah, yeah. So, so why in, so like, low? Why so low? Uh, Why in, so logo nasa Chewbacca? As an avid listener to the Nerdverse podcast, I, I've been listening and I think that ranking myself too high would be unfair to anybody listening because what I've learned from these shows that are now canon, I do not have any of the Clone Wars saga under my belt. Mm. I remember that people were watching it, but I do remember that I was either drinking or dating and I was somewhere else at that point. But before that, <laughs> I had gone. You were like, I <laughs> I was, that wasn't a dab. That wasn't a dab. I had a life. Uh, <laughs> so only I then, watch these only cartoons. during Clone Wars. <laughs> only during Clone Wars. Um, but prior to that, I, I was a midnight goer for episodes one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. Um, when they did the re-releases with extra bad things that didn't need to be added, um, I had gone to see episodes four, five, and six. Um, comic books, I have read some, but not enough. Um, a lot of the games I've played, but I feel like a lot of it isn't as tied to what I'm learning, at least for where they're going with the TV shows, to the Clone cool. Wars and any of the anime series. Yeah. So we'll put you... I, I feel think, like I'm I fair. Think, but I think you, you, you know, I, I would put you at a four. I think I'm comfortable with you at a four. I, I said four, cuspy five, because I think I know a lot of the characters, even though I didn't watch. Sure. And, and, but I don't want anybody to be like, oh, that guy said something wrong, because I'm going to. I'm definitely going to. Fair, fair. All right, Jay. Thanks. Um, mine's interesting uh, in that. I think uh, it, the number is less indicative than the the stamps in that I think I am at a seven Sun Crusher stamps in that at one time I was at a 10. Sure. In that I read everything. I had read all of the extended universe. I was really into it. And then, you know, I knew the the entire extended universe until like episode three came out and I just kind of got fed up with it and was out. Mm -hmm. And so I did not, I had not watched any of the clone wars. I had not watched rebels. Honestly, of the cartoons, the only thing I've actually watched with any level of depth is bad batch. And that was because we were making content. on. Sure. Sure. Um, but so I am like very well steeped in, this universe but n- ever since like the extended universe uh became not canon anymore i feel like that's where like the i lose that three yeah because i'm like yeah i don't know what's what's real and what isn't anymore that's totally fair i have i have one more thing that i'd like to tack on and i kind of out of jay's toys mm. i don't know how many listeners of yours were attached to more the toys than the comics or the game or the books. Mm-hmm. But I know that like Shadows of the Empire, like for some reason yeah. I was like, I need to get involved again. I want to play with these. Even though I'm sure, you know, going out doing things, I do still feel attached to this. So I have like a little sentimental part of me that's like, all these other characters are really cool. I know them, but I know them from the back of the box in the Walmart wanting to know who they were but couldn't get all the toys mm-hmm. yeah so so you know there's that part in history where i i, I still remember and have a little it's sure interesting gary because you are dash rendar if <laughs> if we Ooh, are star wars kidding. characters <laughs> 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 i would say it's funny that you say that too gary because like a lot of my knowledge for star wars comes from collecting 
the CCG game. Like I had all those things. I read every card. I internalized every card. That's how I know like all these like weird droid names and character names. Like a lot of it came from that. Um, so like the toys, all the stuff is like helped me learn Star Wars more than the actual movies helped me learn Star Wars. I mean, I think a lot of us come to this as kids. So, and I, I think that's part of what I will kind of, I'll, I'll tap on my feelings on that later, but I think that's what that sure. sometimes works and doesn't work. It's like, are you approaching this at a place where the majority or a large group of people are listening to this and are, are entering for the first time? And I think that that's why this is such something. No, that's fair. Um, Well, you know, with that being said, let's get into this actual episode. Um, We're going to go through it kind of scene by scene and we'll talk through some stuff. Um, But I want to know what your feelings are overall about Boba Fett, the show up until this point, and then what you thought of this episode. Uh, Gary, why don't you go first? What to say? (laughs) I don't know your robot. Aren't you programmed? Um, what? Yeah, no, I, and I, I uploaded a lot of fun stuff, and I, I just, as soon as I think about the show as an overall, as an overall um, specifically Boba Fett, um, I, I mm-hmm. like it. I like it. I really like it, and I love the production value and quality at which they're doing things, but I will say that the storytelling that's happening is has yet to reach the level of Mandalorian, of, of the Man- Mandalorian, excuse me, and... And I think that that's that's strange. And and after we get you know through the episode today, I think that that is actually just proven even further by the fact that that's kind of the story we got this week. And suddenly it felt like we were back to a good, a really well crafted story. Some of it without even words. Some of those sequences with just music mm-hmm. were, were beautiful and heartbreaking. And we don't have that yet in Boba Fett. And I don't think that that happened in the first season of Mandalorian. I think it just happened. Like I was attached to this character I was curious about and I wanted to know what he was going to do next. And each episode was different and took me somewhere new. And right now I'm like, okay, if I see one more flashback out of this Boba Fett guy in some kind of fish tank, I mean, um, and then, and somebody on the production side said the same thing. They said, can we just put the Mandalorian in the show for one episode? And everybody said, yes, please. I'm not going to try all my feelings right now. Jay, thoughts on Boba... Excuse me. I'm so, so sorry. Thoughts on Robert Fettuccini. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe that I was using his his nickname. We use given names on this podcast. Um, What did you think of the book of... uh, The cookbook of Robert Fettuccini thus far? Uh, And then what did you think of this episode? I'm going to be 100% honest with you. Uh, Boba Fett is... has, Has and always will ever be my favorite star Wars character. Um, in that, like my mother was the one when we were figuring out flights for Christmas, she found out when Boba Fett was coming out and she called me and was like, Hey, um, we need to change your flights because you need to be back to watch Boba Fett because I want to watch you watch Boba Fett. <laughs> uh, that that episode needs to come out on time. I'm very excited for you to watch this show because Boba, I had all of the Boba Fett toys there. His, Anything EU related book wise, I owned. He was like my dude. So I I will say the Robert Fettuccini, my man. Uh, my man. I'm really I'm really liking this show. Okay. That being said, I fully understand why people are not. Mm-hmm. Uh, this show for me is that I get to show up. Because I've had, Brian, even you texted me, was like, hey, 
So like you're liking Boba Fett, but like how or was that you or my brother? Maybe it was my brother. Was like, but how much are you, how, Brian? Brian, what did Jay's brother tell you? <laughs> he said was like, how much, how much are you, how much are you really liking Boba Fett? And I was like, no, I'm loving every minute of it. It's my favorite show. And he's like, okay. And I was like, sometimes we put it on, but this one in particular, it's like I show up and I watch 45 minutes of just getting to live in the world of Star Wars. And it was like, Boba Fett's not kicking enough butt. I'm like, I don't care. He's being, he's still awesome. I like him. So, Jay, do you think that the way the show started was the level of butt kicking you expected Joe, uh, Joba, uh, Robert Fettuccini to be uh, kicking? Or did you have some kind of background from some kind of cartoon that I may not have yet watched where I have a reason to accept that Boba is just kind of very calm, which is not what no, I was the only I'll answer for just a second. The only yeah. we don't our last before this episode, excuse me, before this season, before the Mandalorian, the last we saw of Boba Fett in timeline was uh, um, Return of the Jedi. Um, everything that's been cartoon before then that has featured Boba Fett, he's been a teenager or, or, or a kid. And that's included in clone wars. And I forget, I, and, 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 and others. Um, but in terms of like what we're getting here, there has been no Canon stuff, at least on film or, or cartoons that have shown anything post return of the Jedi. I think it's actually, I, I think it's a little bit outside of like what I would have anticipated, but I'm actually appreciating. I mean, if you read like the, the, his, what was in like the, the EU, the novelization of like what was, of what was Canon, it was just like Boba Fett, like Dengar gets Boba Fett out. And then Boba Fett's like, well, I'm going to go get, I'm mad at Han Solo. So I'm going to go get Han Solo. And as a kid, I was like, yeah, but like, but now as an adult, I'm like, when he's just like, maybe we could do be better. And I was like, you're right, Boba. Good job, Robert. <laughs> I appreciate. <laughs> yeah, but but do you think that that was that was in episode one of Boba Book of Boba Fett, or do you think that was episode four or uh, three of Book of Boba Fett? Because I think that when he said the word tribe and we started to understand him as a character and his motivations, I was hooked. Yeah, but before that, I think a lot of people were saying what you just said, which is in a book that not everybody's read. There's this other stuff. Yeah. And I, I felt like that, you know, from the moment we met him, I just kind of wanted to maybe before the Sarlacc pit, like a flashback of this badass. And and that's not what happened. We got flashbacks to not quite far enough back. I don't yeah, know. but we <laughs> had we had Boba Fett just absolutely bodying stormtroopers in Mando season mm-hmm. two. So, like, I, we got like a big dose of that in Mando. Yeah, um, I I think that. I I too am liking the show a lot. Uh, I think up until this point, it has been about storytelling and writing. I don't think it's as tight as it could be. I think no. that that's the issue there. I should not be questioning his motivations until like a casual chat in chapter four. Um, and and like I don't know, the Tuscan Raiders were kind of like half used, and the explanation like I could have used a little bit more from that. And each episode feels like two separate episodes of television Uh because the flashbacks and the uh present day stuff doesn't there's no there's no um there's no thematic (sighs) element tying the two together but if you look there's no real reason yeah i'm sure in the writer's room they had the um 
chronological timeline of the of the past stuff and a chronological line of the present stuff and the themes of the overarching uh stories totally match up and that's what comes together in chapter four however episode by episode it feels very disjointed it feels like vignettes um of things and so that's kind of my issue with it but i have no issues with how they're presenting boba fett uh, robert fettuccini what kind of character robert fettuccini is he's just different than he was and there have been so many years of us putting our own feelings on a character that was so mysterious that once they start giving us concrete stuff if it doesn't match an iota of what we thought it was then people kind of start like getting upset so that doesn't bother me the storytelling is what bothers me more than the actual like who Robert Fettuccini is. I just I'm show good. up for him dropping a seismic awesome. charge in this in the Sarlacc pit. I'm in my, I'm like, all, I, all of that was amazing. I just feel like I'm playing with action figures when I play, when I watch the show. Sometimes I'm just like, yeah, cool. I don't, yeah, woo. I ha- I'm going to do something very un uncharacteristic for me. I'm going to calmly wait for something I'm thinking about for after we talk about the episode. So just <laughs> remind me that I have a question I'll bring up later on that All ties right. directly to this point. And anybody want to put money down if I remember that I said this? <laughs> I wrote I down, not. Gary but has a question. Patient. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's going to be so much fun. Okay, about so let's minutes. get into this episode of The Mandalore. Uh, sorry, of, of Robert Fettuccini. By any chance, are you looking for work? Might could be. Pay is good. What's the bounty? No bounty. We need muscle. Boba Fett. He sure would appreciate it. Tell him it's on the house. But first, I gotta pay a visit to a little friend. So we open at a meat packing factory that even in Star Wars world still needs the uh, plastic flaps. There's no other technology. There's still plastic flaps. Um, Look, car wash flaps. <laughs> we like the flaps. Yeah, it keeps <laughs> yes. the cold in. So we're in this Clatoonian um, meat packing shop, um, and then we get the outline of the Mandalorian be- behind those f- the flaps. Um, he's still bounty hunting. Uh, this is post. Um, Grogu going away with the Jedi and Luke, um, and he's still bounty hunting. Um, he fights off all the Clatoonians, um, and he ends up hurting himself with the dark saber. Um, and then he, uh, and we'll stop there. Yeah, go for it. Did they say Clintonian in the episode? Because I just referred to them as the cast of. So Dr. they did Moreau. not refer to them as Clintonians in the episode. I just happen to know what species they are. Okay, oh, well, that, that's for the me, yeah. I call them the, that, the that pound right puppies. Out of, the pound puppies. Right out of the you don't know how many are Dr. inside. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the whole point is to cut them open. <laughs> <laughs> oh, were they cutting themselves open <laughs> in that meat locker? Um, all right. We'll edit that out. I mean, <laughs> when you were first watching the episode, like, did you think this was going to be a full Mandalorian episode? Like, what were you, like... Like, and did you like the opening sequence? Well, they specific, like, if we've learned anything from watching all this, all this, like the full, like Favroni verse that we called on previewed, like they, if they're good at one thing, it's, they're good at doing the thing in that we got the little Mandalorian stinger at the end of last episode. And so, and like Adam and I sat down to watch it and and he, he was just like, he was like, I bet you 10 bucks that Mando's the first shot. And I was like, well, it won't be the first shot, 
but it's going to be the first sequence. And he's like, yeah. I was like, I'm not going to take that bet because we've learned anything. It's like, oh, oh you're going to go to this moon and meet Ahsoka. And then the uh, this next episode opens up and it's like, hi, I'm Ahsoka. Yeah, it's like, totally. literally like, hello, we're wasting no you, time. We waste no time. I think the only character that kind of had like a mid like episode entrance aside from like the big reveal at the end of season two was Bo-Katan halfway through that episode. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. But Bo- wasn't, Bo- wasn't Boba Fett a surprise at the end of Mandalorian? Oh yeah. Um, he was, Didn't he walk out of the, yeah, he but he wasn't announced. Uh, let's, of, of, and- let's, let's say that of characters that are announced and foreshadowed. Um, cause I, I'll, I'll go with that. I think that's, that's a good gotcha, point. That's gotcha. a better explanation. Um, so you know what i'm just gonna go because i I think we have a lot to talk about i'm just gonna go through the whole plot very quickly um and then we can just kind of break it all down sure okay so then we get to the floating sitting city ring um he getting information on where to find the remaining members of the tribe in a cool hotel sky lounge bar um and uh, he finds Paz Vizla and the armorer. Um, he thanks them for saving him on Navarro. Um, and the tribe is very interested in his dark saber. Um, and then uh, he uh, has some ch- tribe. It's two people. Well, that, that, well, that's what they call themselves. But now they're only three people, and then then they become two. Um, I believe they're a covert of two. If I follow them correctly, they said you can join our yeah. covert, which was a weird because word. they're still. I never okay. heard that. Before. Maybe you know what? Let's take a stop. Let's let's time out here. Uh, I'm gonna. <laughs> Sorry, no, buddy. no, no, <laughs> no. Just keep going. I, I'll mute myself. No, I'll no, no. This is great. This is great because this is where we get all of that awesome backstory on the dark saber. Um, and we had a lot of questions at the end of season two of Mandalorian. So I'm going to take a second here, and I'm just going to go through a quick history of the dark saber uh, for those of you who don't know a lot about it, because it is all in Clone Wars and Rebels. So the Darksaber was created by the Vizsla clan, Tar Vizsla and 1032 BBY. For those of you who don't know, BBY is before the Battle of Yavin. And if you have the Darksaber, you are the leader of Mandalore, essentially. Um, then there was a Mandalorian Civil War. This is this is 42 BBY before, pre-Episode 1. Um, and it was against the new Mandalorians who wanted a new way, a more passive way of life, and the martial Mandalorians. The Somehow the passive Mandalorians defeated the military Mandalorians, and they were sent off to the moon of Concordia. Um, and Duchess Satine um, took over. That is Bo-Katan's sister. During the Clone Wars, Mandalore stayed totally neutral. Uh, during the Clone Wars, and everybody hated that um, because they have advanced technology. They're a very um, um, big civilization. And pre Vizsla, uh, uh, who's related to um, the original Tar Vizsla, now has the Darksaber. The Darksaber was created by him because he was a Jedi Mandalorian, as they mentioned in this episode. And um, the when he died, they put the Darksaber into a Jedi temple, and it was stolen by the Vizsla clan, and the Vizsla clan passed it down. It ends up in the hands of... Um, Pre Vizsla. Pre Vizsla, um, his lieutenant was Bo Katan because Bo Katan wanted to overthrow her sister because this they wanted they didn't want as much of a passive. Bo Katan thinks that like a, an aggressive Mandalorian should rule the throne. So essentially they did a lot um 
<clears throat> um, they wanted to restore the military heritage of Mandalore. They created a sect called Death Watch, um, an underground sect on uh, Mandalore. And then Vizsla ended up joining Darth Maul to overthrow um, uh, to overthrow. Uh, Duchess Satine. Also, side note, uh, Duchess Satine and Oban Kenobi were, were very much in love, but he couldn't act on it. Um, and essentially, during all of this, they were hiring um, different groups like the Pikes to um, basically do a little bit of like uh, uh, guerrilla warfare um, by going in and trading and, and to rile up the Mandalorians. And then uh, they defeated uh, Satine and killed her and Maul challenged him and won the Darksaber um, and kills him pre Vizsla and then Bo-Katan gets all pissed because she thinks that a Mandalorian should rule Mandalore not uh, Darth Maul anyway um, during the siege of Mandalore which is at the end of the Clone Wars TV show that is when the um, Republic comes in and tries to help them take back Mandalore from Darth Maul and Death Watch um, Darth Maul escapes and he ends up leaving the Darksaber in his homeworld of Dath um, uh, then in Rebels Sabine Wren of the Rem clan which is 2BBY finds the Darksaber um, the Empire stays on the planet because those clones that were there were now working for the Empire so the Empire secretly took control of Mandalore because of that siege um, then there was a civil war on Mandalore um, because half of the Mandalorians supported the Imperials, the other half did not. Anyway, Sabine Wren then gifts the Darksaber to Bo-Katan. The Empire then demolishes Mandalore, um, which is what we saw in this episode, the Great Purge, um, which is something we hadn't seen before. That was some new stuff. Um and uh, that is, and then somehow uh, Moff Gideon, we don't know how yet, is involved in the purge, and he gets the dark saber from Bo Katan. But they do say in this episode, um, if not one in combat and falls in the hands of the undeserving, it will be a curse unto the nation. Mandalore will be laid to waste, and its people scattered to the four winds. So people believe because Sabine Wren handed the, the dark saber to uh, Bo-Katan who believed that she should be the ruler of Mandalore um, because her sister was the ruler of Mandalore. Um, they believe that because it wasn't won in battle that Bo-Katan who tried to go up against the empire and is one of the only surviving Mandalorians of the great purge um, ran their civilization into the ground, which is why in season two of Mandalorian, she is just like, she gets very, you could tell that she just gets like very internal and emotional when she sees that dark saber because she, she had control of it when Mandalore had the purge. And that's where we end up here. That has been my, uh, that's my audition monologue. Uh, that's called uh, <laughs> dark saber history. One Oh one. So all of that is in clone wars and in rebels more or less. Um, <clears throat> those are different like arcs in clone wars. And then rebels is the, the civil war, um, um, with uh, uh, with the Empire taking over that and handing over the, to Bo-Katan. Um, so my point being is that I think that this these scenes do a very good job of making that understandable, I guess, for the casual fan. For two people who did not watch Clone Wars, like, did you understand what was kind of happening in those scenes? Jay? <laughs> I mean, I had... I knew... I have never seen Clone Wars. I've seen like I have seen the like required reading 
yeah episodes you know there's like if you, if you look online there's like there's like 22 episodes you need to watch in order to like know what's going on but uh i mean i know enough about it to like i mean they also exp- i think they pretty like all you really need to know is that like it's what rules mandalore and you need to win it in combat and i think they explained that sure. in season two the, like, the one thing that people were upset like, about at the end of season two were the rules because she because sabrine wren had handed over it to bo katan when moff gideon says it must be like one in combat everyone was like well that's not necessarily true so um favreau writing that one line in here about like the prophecy that if it's handed over um that's like a curse that like for someone who loves rules that made me feel very good um can you just insert the sound of someone throwing their papers all their like all their notes (laughs) up in the air and just them falling on the ground um I, i think that what you just the way that jay summed it up is how i felt but what you just said to me made me go, I was wrong. Because I felt like I followed the episode. I felt like I understood Mandalorian and the rules that were presented. And even today, I was like, okay, the rules that were presented aren't really the rules. There's other rules for other people. Different people have different opinions. And different opinions or the ways of living, it may be why they keep having... Did I, did I hear you correct? They had two civil wars? Yes. Okay, just wanted to clarify. And, and, and did I hear this correct? No one really knows anything about Moff Gideon, but we know he was a bad guy on uh, Breaking Bad, so he's just bad everywhere, right? Yes. Okay, that's good. That's good. pretty accurate. Making sure that I yeah. follow that correct. Um, so I'm going to take all of my uh, lightsabers back. I have one lightsaber um, <laughs> for doing this episode. No, no, no. No, that's not true at all. I mean, you, you, I think you guys had a good handle on it regardless. Like, I, I think that, like... Okay, but this episode feels like a Boba Fett episode in some ways because it's two episodes. It's the Darksaber portion and the Tatooine portion. They're two totally different episodes in one. I, I, mm-hmm. and Jay, Connected by a commercial ship. Yeah. <laughs> isn't, isn't that a Starliner? Isn't that right out of uh, MGM Studios? Isn't yeah, that the ride? Isn't, yeah. that the, isn't that the ride? <laughs> the new one? No, no, no! The old one. The old. That's the rope. That that's Starliner? the robot. Isn't that the old ride at MGM's Hollywood Studios? The the robot that would that took his weapons was the, he, is the robot the, from the now Starliner. Starliner now arriving, right? Isn't it? Sp- uh, yeah, space tours, a uh, star tours, star yeah. tours. But you're on a Starliner in that, right? Star tours. You, uh, you just go to end. Different to ship. Endo, uh, right? Different ship. Well, but... now now it is a. Uh, uh, they actually recorded and did different planets. So each time you go on the ride, it's random. So you could get Naboo and Camino in one ride, and you can get like Tatooine oh, and smart. Endor in another really ride. Um, so, and then he gets on the ship and then he goes to Tatooine. Before we get to the Tatooine portion, like any thoughts? Did you enjoy this first half of it? Um, was it, did it drag a little bit for you? Was it too exposition heavy? Was there enough action in it for you? Um, I, I actually, I thought it was really at the end of the day, I really enjoyed this episode. I guess it just frustrated me because I don't, especially the stuff with the armor and all of the dark saber stuff to me, I was like, this is not the, this is sure. not Mando season three. We, we, I showed up for the book of Boba and you are giving me you're giving me session zero for mm-hmm. the third season of Mando right now in a way I'm, I, sure. I actually don't appreciate. 
I was like, Darksaber's awesome. I don't care right now so, where yeah, are the I mean, Nemus there. Sorry, please. Gary, go for it. No, so, Jay, do you think if if you saw the sequence with um, Fennec at the end in the middle of an episode that had primarily Boba Fett, and then there was a flashback to this part in time in the next season of Mandalorian, it would have the same effect? Like, if they flashed back and showed us this? Because I, I'm watching it and I'm thinking, this is a Mandalorian episode. But, but... But I'm understanding that if they're going to tell yeah. the story about where is he coming from, who is this Mandalorian we're meeting, because he's not the same guy that we met prior to everything that happened in that last episode. I don't think any, I don't think any of us are the same after that episode. I, I, I love – I think it could have been completely sufficient to him just being on Tatooine to get a new ship. I don't think – the Darksaber stuff I, I was mean, awesome. I don't think we needed Mandalorian, it. Though. So he's not a Mandalorian – at the time that we will meet him, everyone will say, here's the Mandalorian. He will have to own it. I'm not. But it's weird that they do it here. Yeah, put that scene at the beginning. Yes, put that scene at the beginning of season three. And that'll make more. You're saying um, like the Mandalorian. you see uh, Mandalorian with Boba in this season. And he's just kind of like helmet nod because he's not taking his helmet off. So he can't see his face. You're going to get that. He's just like, I'm, womp, womp. I'm not a Mandalorian. He already... I feel like he already bailed on them to do the whole Grogu thing anyways. I think for me mentally, I'm like, I was like, is he really that sad about not getting to hang out with the He didn't anymore? seem sad. He was, was like, like, please. Okay, bye. He, didn't, he was like, he was like, yeah, that's fair. He, but it was the kind of thing where it's like, oh, you're gonna really going to be a dick about me taking over off my helmet when there's only two of you? I okay, will cool say, deuces. it was that question felt like it was out of the blue. Like, oh, you guys are done fighting? Oh, just remind me, have you taken your helmets off? <laughs> One. Yeah. Did, did she, it was when, totally... When the whole thing happened with him where. needing to get a piece replaced or fixed Earl in, in Mandalorian, he didn't take his helmet off then? No. Okay. He's only taken his helmet off that we've seen three times. Three times. In season one with the IG robot when he has to heal his wounds Mm -hmm. and twice in season two, Mm -hmm. once when he has to do the facial scan to get into the computer um, with um, what's his name? Um, uh, Jay, why can't I think of his name? The comedian Uh, Bill Burr with Bill Burr. And then, and then obviously the Grogu goodbye. So three times we've seen him take his helmet off in this, Um, which was also weird, which I, what something I did love is that he did not say this is the way back to her when she says it and he leaves. I thought that was good, but I will say this. The thing I really liked about this episode and the thing that I didn't like about this episode is the same. And I, I agree with Jay. This episode brings up the thing that I wanted the most in season two of Mandalorian, which was the concept and theme of identity. And he's having an identity crisis. Who is he loyal to? When he ran into Bo-Katan and her wolves, like he's learning a whole different part of Mandalorian history that he doesn't know because he was raised by the tribe, a very specific sect of like Death Watch and those people who were banished to the moon of Concordia. And that's fascinating to me. And that's what I wanted to learn a little bit more about. And we get that kind of in subtext in season two. But it's reintroducing this identity con- uh, concept, and he even says it like that the Jedi are the opposite of Mandalorians. We're loyal and solitary. Um, <clears throat> a solidar- they're loyal, and it's all about solidarity. And and Jedi are like remove all strings attached, which is interesting. But like on the flip side, like why are we introducing it here? This is this is the thesis statement of season three of Mandalorian. Is like, it? Is it though? 
And, and is it the fact that he's we, not we a don't officially know? Is You're it, right. Is is this episode showing us why he's not a Mandalorian and why this episode doesn't fall into the Mandalorian show because he's not during the the, the end of this scene that we these scenes we meet a character who is now not a Mandalorian and really has no identity and he's kind of this not just kind of lost character which I feel like is a lot of the people back on Tatooine. I'm sorry, yeah. Brian, how do you guys say it here? You guys, I, I believe you have a very specific way of saying the planet. Name. Tatooine. Tatooine. I don't know. I, however, Tatooine. Boba says it. Robert says it. But also, counterpoint to what Gary said. You're telling, you had a show that spent 10 minutes talking about how Boba Fett was learning to ride a Rancor. And then you made me go watch, and then you made me go watch another character when I'm like, you told me. They're Boba Fett going to ride Rancor now. I don't get to watch it. <laughs> don't do that. I will say, I do think, and I, I I think Filoni wrote episode six of the next episode. I think the next two episodes of this season are going to be fucking bonkers. I think, I think they're going to be nuts. I think next left. episode, two left. I think next episode, like Fennec's been all over the galaxy or like just finding people. I think we're getting Bosk. I think we're getting Dengar. I think we're getting Cad Bane. I think we're getting all the bounty hunters from all the stuff that we just wanted to see together coming to and under Boba, Mr. Robert Fettuccini, because one, he at one point he was the bounty hunter. He's got all the connects. He's, he's network. Forlom. Yeah. <laughs> Forlom. IG-80. Like, I want all Zuckus. those <laughs> If we get Zuckus, I'll be so excited. Like, but, I want to see Bosk's Houndtooth. Like, I'm all, all, all in on this. But are we going to see the Mandalorian before the end of Boba Fett season one? So here's a question. So let's go. Will. So let's go in. That's a great question. Let's go into the Tatooine part. So he gets onto a commercial flight. I do not understand why they put in the bit about him having to check his bags because uh, because there was no payoff. No, he didn't lose anything. I don't care that like he used a system that works. Um, <laughs> two, you can trust that. Um, that sounds like Hermione Granger. <laughs> yeah. So we get to Pelimoto um, and the Womp Rats, um, uh, and they they do a fun little uh, get together uh, montage of let's build this thing. Um, I think that my biggest gasp in this episode was seeing the Naboo Star Cruiser, the Starfighter. Um, that really got me fucking excited. They they even said Queen of Naboo, and I was like, that's 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 Darth Vader's mother. You said her name. Um, uh, Darth Vader's uh, wife. Wife, sorry. Luke. Oh, no. Yeah. Our words just got weirder. <laughs> oh, no. I'm down to a seven. <laughs> they mentioned the Pikes. Um, he was running through the old pod race course. He was in Beggar's Canyon with Womp Rats. We actually saw a power droid working. And then he, at the end, Fennec's like, hey, you want to work wait, for... Wait, wait, for, wait, 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 wait. You skipped something that I think might be important, and I want two much smarter people than me to answer this. Are the Jawas putting this ship together with Slave One parts. Do they do have mean? Boba's ship and they are dismounting, dismantling it and bringing the pieces from right out back? Because, no. Because she, she even says, she's like, that was really quick. Like, and he's like... They're raiding... What? She even said they're raiding the Pike ships. Yeah. Well, if, that, if that Slave One is good... No, no. Slave One's fine. Slave One's a Jawa's palace. And then at the end, just like I'll just wrap this up so we can talk about it. Armor is with the Jawas. I got it. I got it. I'm back on track. 
To be fair, I was also taken to the Halo universe in the middle of this episode, so that's also unfair. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> I, I, um, it's funny we skipped over that. In a, in a, in see, a yeah. Now all I, yeah. <laughs> all I can think is Ma- is Master Chief just trying to rancor, like chilling with the Mandalorian. All right, let's finish the fight. Sorry for the uh, derail. Back on no, track. this is great. No, only one last thing. Then he's like, I'll be back in a moment. Um, I just got to pay a visit to a little friend. Uh, the ex- Almost the same line that Luke says in Return of the Jedi when he wants to see Yoda again. Um, Brian, so, you, you, you did skip over the part. And, and Jay, I'm only bringing you up because Preview literally took the words right out of my paper that was written down, which was that the little bundle of fabric that's holding whatever's in that thing for Grogu was yeah. tied with ears that just look like Grogu's yeah. ears. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, he's looking at it, and he's basically crying under that helmet. That was... So when Dating Greedo shot first... I'm sorry, wave first. Because, um, <laughs> I mean, that's really what happened. That's, that's, um, that's Bryce Dallas Howard's best directorial choice in this. It's so good. Yes. Yes. Can I... My biggest frustration... Yeah. With... Here's the thing. Him getting the, the them use it like updating the Naboo ship actually is awesome. So cool. Cuz that sh- cuz that ship rules. And like you know how even though it's sci-fi when they're like man this ship's fast. Sometimes like when they say that and then you're like, "Ah, okay." But you see that when you're like, "Yeah, that's sh- there's no yeah, that ship's fast." <laughs> like when they're like, "Oh, this thing is fast." I was like, "Yeah, I bet it is. That probably kicks ass." Couple of things. He's a bounty hunter. Where is he going to put his bounties in that ship? That ship is big enough for his body and a head, and that's and, about and it. One head, which we know he yeah, will I, bring people. But what if they need to come back alive? He said, "Hot or warm or cold," and he he can just do cold. He can just go. Cold. Uh, he just do cold jobs. Just uh, they call me the cold ice cases. cream man. Cold cases. Season three. Cold cases. According to according to Gary, they have to change the name of the show anyway so we just call it the ice cream man <laughs> i like it also ice cream mandalorian are, is what you mean <laughs> yes if you're buying true. a ship that like the one of the one of the whole things about the ship is that it doesn't have a chain code it doesn't have like a it there's no registration for this ship because it's pre-republic then why are you on your test drive just buzzing a commercial airliner i know, I know. <laughs> no, jay because that ship is so cool he just lost his mind for the first yeah, time which, ever, we saw Man- we saw Mando just go. I'm having a great day. Yeah, yeah, that's you, true. You know what? Daddy's doing this for him, and <laughs> it's like you know, you know it's, it's like I'm gonna get his. He's like, I'm ta- I'm taking this ship. I'm taking this ship on the on the uh, be- through Beggars Canyon, and then I'm taking it straight to the Audubon, and I'm gonna take it all the way up to the highest speed it goes. That's actually a really interesting point, Gary, because like because he wears a helmet. We kind of can't see him, like, the actor, like, showing that he's getting his frustrations out. Like, he's joyriding because he's no longer a part of the tribe and a Mandalorian. Don't like, show your feelings, Brian. You feel your feelings. Not on camera, buddy. Oh, oh, um, oh that's why I don't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, that, was, that was very interesting, though. Uh, also, fun fact, the pilot uh, in the X-Wing, the one who does most of the talking. Um, yeah is the stand-in uh, for uh, Mark Hamill at the end of the uh, season two finale of Mandalorian. It's that actor. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, you're you're talking about the guy who stops him first. 
Yeah, the guy who stops him first. The younger and, one. And the yeah. older one was from the Spider episode. He's from the Spider episode, yes. Okay, cool. And then we also know John Favreau was the voice of uh, Paz, right? Yeah. That was amazing. I really Yes, because John really Favreau is the voice of Pre Vizsla on Clone Pre, Wars. Not, not, oh, he's the voice of both? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know Family, that. I guess. Family. Family. Or, interesting. I, um, I muted myself. Sure. I mean, what else? What other thoughts? Like, did you, did, like, like, does this make you more excited for season three of Mando? Like, are you just, you just want more Robert Fettuccini? Like, where are you? Like, any other notes? And Gary, you do have a question. Uh, insert cricket sound here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, um, I think I, the question was the question I ended up bringing up to Jay, which is, do you feel like you got mando enough in this season to get you to the next season of mandalorian or do you feel like you need the mandalorian to show up in a, an amazing way um at the end of this season where he saves the day or something like swoops in right at the last minute or you hear the music one more time because we've already done that i feel like they've done it this season do, and and so my, my question is does he come back this season or next season and next season is us seeing him go see grogu and then show up and we all go, oh, it, okay, it makes sense. It would, I would have been 100% fine not seeing him at all This for this show. Brian. I understand that there are a lot of people that will, that, and uh, honest to God, you can look at the views of our reactions to this show. It's, this is our most watched episode this entire month, and it's been out for six hours. Oh, interesting. People are into it, and people are, uh, there's a lot of people that are like, the oh, they must have known the- singing in the, the beginning. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, yeah, that- Ho, 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 ho. That was super fucking cool. The, um, the Boba Fett and Mandalorian, like, uh, uh, yeah. Combo I liked- I like this episode a lot. I would have been completely fine with their with them being there being no Mandalorian in this season at all. Brian, my question that I was going to get to, but I'm glad we sang that song together, Jay. For those who don't know, Brian, please insert some Popo Shijo. Um, <laughs> None Brian, of this Brian, is being inserted. Nothing, nothing. <laughs> uh, actually, most is going to get cut. Um, Brian, um, do you feel that pre-Boba Fett show... Like a Man- plastic bag? Mandalorian took the place of what you liked about Boba Fett. The, the, kind, of, the kind of character that Boba yeah. Fett was had, sure. is kind of what Mando is now. Which is yeah. that he's a badass. He's you can't see his face. You don't know enough about him, even though we've all seen his face. Um, I, I did get some very um, Mando versus the Mountain during the battle sequence uh, with uh, what's his name, Paz Vizsla. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was worried he was going to squish his head. Um, spoilers! <laughs> spoilers for Game of Thrones fans who are not caught up. Oh man, I would have been so upset if. I'm very happy that he kept the dark saber because if he had lost the dark saber and then like. We had to like wait for a season to see what happens with it. Like that just seems like wild. I'm very happy that like it like we got information. I don't know why we got that information. Sorry, I'm going on a tangent. Gary, finish your question. I had a question. Oh no, that's fine. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, 
<laughs> no, no I, I agree. I agree with you. Plot wise, plot wise, it didn't need to be okay. Let, let's. I think you've said this actually on this show with Joanna, and I agree with you. What works about Mando is it's episodic in a great way. It's they got to do something and they get it done, and the, but the overarching story continues to progress. What I'm struggling with with Boba Fett, and I'm sorry, Jay, because I think that this is great because we're having two complete polar opposite opinions here, is that what Lost did, since all three of us watched it together, oh yeah, mm-hmm. was flashbacks mattered to the episode, not exactly, to, not to the totally. overarching story. So I see a flashback of him pick up his dad's helmet, and I go, okay, that's a flashback. What does that mean for this episode? And mm-hmm. then it, yeah. it doesn't happen. Nothing happens. Yeah. Really, that directly ties. But, Jay, your point is totally valid, which is I think they took two timelines, wrote the, wrote the stories for both, and they're sticking with it. We know post, after the fact, that it's, it's not a writer's room where they're just throwing stuff at the wall and tying it together for the episode, and at some point they go... Actually, Tatooine is a turtle who's actually a wizard, um, which is what we all thought was what they were doing with the TV show that was long. Well, I think they're just trying to – I think they – with them splitting up, like dividing the episodes in half kind of thing, I think they're like – it's more that I I think they're being – they think they're being much more like – thoughtful and creative than it's coming across sure because i think they're just like trying to like set like splitting it in half like that it does set up the pikes earlier and it does set up that like he would have an issue with them Mm -hmm. but but and i I but if anything i don't mind any of that but again if anything this this mando's episode kind of throws off the pacing of all of that because I, I, it's I finally as a viewer got to because like look I'm loving this show it is mm-hmm. not the best but I'm loving it but like me as a viewer am finally getting to the point where I'm like cool I want to I am ready to know what happens to the pikes with the pikes Agreed. I am ready and then they were <laughs> like dark saber and I was like that is awesome and cool but that is not what I came here for today yeah it's uh, it's kind of like. This is this might be a weird analogy, um, but it's kind of like when you're doing two jobs and like it takes a long time to like get your mind transitioned from one job to another job. Um, I feel like this is what this episode did. Like not that. Yes, it's in the same universe and all that fun stuff. But like you kind of had to like readjust like. Also, the previously on didn't have anything about the dark save or anything like that. So you yeah. really had to like catch up while you were watching it at the same time and i actually think i really 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 like this episode a lot i think this episode undercut what they were trying to do with the book of boba fett i think that this episode they were doing some interesting things with boba fett and it was like it was a slow burn and some of it wasn't great some of it was awesome but by putting a mandalorian episode in the middle of the season even though i enjoyed the hell out of it and it, yeah and 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 like jay said it's getting a ton of views on previewed i mean they put out great content and great product but like still like people want mandalorian people are excited by it a lot of the masses aren't enjoying the book of robert fettuccini but like by putting <laughs> in this episode you undercut everything it's doing and you you make those people angrier because this was so good to them so like i kind of felt weird about that i would have told it, it, 
It's like when you're learning something in school and uh, like you're like it's your favorite subject of the day and you're like learning a lot like in elementary school. But then like something happens with your teacher and it's like, you know what? Uh, Actually, instead of science today, you guys are going to you guys are going to have extra recess. And it's one of those things where you're like, yay, recess. But also, I really was excited to learn about dinosaurs. Yeah. Like, Like, yeah. You're not you're not mad, but it's kind of like, ah, shoot. I mean, it is another thing I like, but shoot. What happened to Miss Wolfman? Nothing. Go have recess. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Ugh. One thing. Yeah. And like cold case. <laughs> ice cream also, Mandalorian. Also, what was also weird what about this episode is ice cream Mandalorian, dude. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't yeah, do it. I can just imagine an ice cream truck going by and it's like ha 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 just in the little bells. <laughs> <laughs> sorry brian what were you no. saying i imagine wait while, while the ice cream truck is ho 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 i imagine like someone getting on the loudspeaker and being like it's actually a guy in the back just banging on empty ice cream jugs yeah totally <laughs> yeah um no. i'll have a bomb pop this is the way yeah. <laughs> how do you open this this is the way uh, Kevin number six, the Bantha Pudu. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, th- that's all I really had on that. I also, it's weird. Like in the first season of Mandalorian, he hates droids, and now he's like, he's he says thanks, little guy, to the other droid. Like he's very nice to the droids and helping him, which is great progression. But like, it's weird seeing it on Boba Fett, not in a Mandalorian episode. Like all this progression that they work so hard to do in Mandalorian feels like they're paying it off in Boba Fett when I just wanted a little bit more of what's going to happen next with Robert Fettuccini. And like, you know, these next couple episodes, like I'm hoping that we get some Crimson Dawn and maybe Kira will show up. Like that stuff would be awesome. But like Omega. now, what'd you say? Omega. Omega. I, I can't, I can't believe how excited i am for omega to show up like the man i just like her character she was so annoying in the bad batch but then people were like oh omega might show up and i'm like yeah (laughs) you omega from the hallway yeah (laughs) yeah speaking of speaking of people who were not in this episode but were expected to be um uh, Tempora Morrison uh, was headlined. His name was at the start. I got it. <laughs> yeah, right. I said it right, right? Okay. Yeah, Tempora. Um, he was he was the first name at the start of this episode, which led me to believe he showed up to work, and he did not. Um, no, uh, his Fettuccini agent the, showed up to work. Yeah, Robert, and got him that contract, Robert baby. Fettuccini's agent to the to the floor, please. He, he yeah. Didn't go, and I was like, well, why'd you put his name there? Because that's his contract, baby. Hmm. That that was I thought that was a little I I looked yeah it wasn't even looked, in the episode. Like, what are you talking about? You you think that Pedro Pascal showed up? He went into a studio, recorded his oh, thing. No. Yeah, no, maybe no He's way. He's not man. there. He's I filming a, uh, The Last of Us. I have a question. Because he didn't show up. And There's I, no way. I know a lot of people love Amy Sedaris, and I think that by the end of the sequence today, I actually really enjoyed her performance. But the start of this. I felt like there was some weird droid theater where she was like joking around with them with that creature that was pulling on her. But that was the really brat. Oh, yeah. I thought the same thing. And I thought she was faking it. Yeah. And then I was shocked when he shot when, it. When yes. He yeah. shot it. I was like, oh my God, that's her pet. 
Oh wait, yeah. Oh my Can god, we got her pet. We didn't. To be of that, when when the Mandalorian fell off the walkway, and then and then Jamie and I were like, oh my god, and then he just like jetpacks back up. It was like so you never, fucking you casual. You've, you've never played Halo? I mean, we were on a Halo, so we. we... Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Jay, tell me when they when they show the two sides of the ship. I was like, that's the map from Halo Two. <laughs> well, yeah, and then and then for just a split second when he goes to the dinner, it was like the like the weird alien at the table is like, is it one of the prophets? What's going on? <laughs> I, I knew you were gonna bring it. I knew you were gonna bring it. Up. I was like, parrot alien? Is that a parrot yeah. alien? What is that? When, when, the cover of well, the clan when the halos will cleanse the you know, uh, well, I thought he was flirting with him. He's like, get, get over here. He's like, I'm not staying. Sit down and eat dinner. Din. Sit down, Din. You're uh, gonna have dinner. That was with us. That restaurant bar looked very cool. I oh, would have yes, stayed yeah. hang out there and yeah. definitely making that that uh, resort right now. One hundred percent. That's in the Star Cruiser or whatever it is. Oh, something else. I want oh, to, to answer another question you had before, Gary. This is what I think is going to happen. Was it the one I didn't ask? Because I don't remember. Yeah. Uh huh. Well, I think that Mando is going to show back up in Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. And in he's right here. He's here now. This, no, this season. This season. He's going to show back up. I think that the him that. visiting Grogu is going to happen in Mandalorian, and it's going to be like that fits in there, and then they continue the story. That's what I think is going to happen. I think he might even come in like with a Han, Han Solo moment, like where he's like comes in in the last minute to save everybody, like Han in A New Hope. I think because he's got a new ship now, that's super fast. I, I, that's my thought that something like that would happen. Um but uh, I don't know. All I'm saying is, if I see little adorable Beskar chainmail outfit, I'm going to die. I, I actually I didn't catch it the first. I'll be honest. I, I watched it on the train this morning, and there was a guy who was having a conversation, even though I have noise canceling headphones on, and the volume all the way up. He was still loud enough that I needed to keep giving him the neck, <laughs> the, the stank guy to the side. And mm-hmm. what, what was he talking about? I gotta know. Yeah, he said bro so many times, and I don't think any. Uh, oh, he works for a moving company. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I did not catch what they were made they, they were working on the little pieces so I actually thought because of the little tie up it was he made him like a um the, what's the metal called Beskar yeah Beskar ball from the little ball that he always has mm-hmm. and I was like that's so nice because it's not and then I was like it's it's chainmail it's definitely chain chainmail totally chainmail <laughs> oh also something interesting is that during the purge of Mandalore um. They stole all the the Imperial stole the best car, and that's why they made the um, Imperial credit out of best car, which is what they melt down in season one. Oh, that makes sense. And it explains um, why they didn't use it for armor. Yeah. Oh, because people aren't going to want to part with it in order to. Uh, it has value. I, it has value. That that concept that they don't create weapons made of Beskar because then it kind of makes the armor obsolete was awesome. Just that concept alone was super cool. No, not super cool. 
I had no, I'm just, I had no, I'm just thinking. I really agreed with you. And then I was like, oh, we're going back to there. I have other things I liked in that scene. <laughs> yeah. Well, Gary, what, what else did you have on your list that we didn't talk about? I really liked being back in uh, Mando's helmet again and getting to see something different in the heads up display. Mm. Um, it was cool that they were able to leave little um, Hansel and Gretel Mandalorian uh, breadcrumbs all around. Um, sure. And only he could see it. I'm like, yeah, like all, a Mando blacklight. Do do all Mandalorians have the same like heads up display and can see things differently? Mm. Like, I was just I was curious about that. And then something that, um, Jay, I don't know if Brian knows this, but like I, this is early on talking about the sigil that Adam mentions. Is that the Mythosaur? Yes. That he talks about. Yeah. Yes. Are we gonna see that? Is that ever been seen? I, it's she, a myth. No, it's in the name. Seen in legend. But it makes me wonder. And the other weird thing that I thought of because of the Mythosaur was your favorite Jay, the Rancor. Uh-huh. If, yeah. if, Mandalor- if the Mandalorian went up to the Rancor, would he have to take off his helmet the first time he opens his eyes to be connected? Or through the helmet, would the Rancor still be attached to him? I'm not sure. Because... It it, it it begs the question. I mean, could he not ever be attached to a Mandalorian for that reason? Well, but Bobo didn't have, wear, didn't have a helmet. Bobo never wears his helmet, which is a point of contention for me, but we're not going to get into that because we're just talking on this episode. And I didn't see Boba Fett, so I can't talk about him. Uh, I didn't see Robert Fettuccini. I did I think not see mean. Robert Fettuccini. I'm sorry. No, his name is Boba Fett. And he's the coolest. <laughs> um, Anything else, Jay? That you wanted to point out about this episode that we didn't kind of didn't get into. Yeah, it's just it's just it, what it. I think this the one thing to take away from this episode is that like, and I don't think what a rare experience it is to truly love an episode while being so incredibly frustrated by it at the same time. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, wow, what a really good Mandalorian episode. And we are not watching the Mandalorian. <laughs> like, yeah, I understand. Everyone's like, oh, it was nice to have a break from Boba. And I was like, that's but we're what you're watching the Boba Fett show. Yeah. It's like if you turned into full house and they were like, oh, man, cousin Cody's here. It's like this is step by step. This is not. It's sure. fun to see all the shows that all the all, you know all the cool kids that I like, but this isn't it. You know, Brian, you guys didn't cover uh, Wandavision, but in this situation, like it felt to Jay's point, it kind of felt like when the wrong Quicksilver showed up. Like it was jarring, and then the thing with Wandavision was they explained it kind of. It was it was done with purpose, and thus far we haven't seen the purpose. It really felt like. People who were complaining about um, Mandalorian may have gotten their their uh, sorry about Boba Fett, but Robert Fettuccini. Oh my God, so many names um, got their way by putting Mandalorian in instead of it being like Jay also said, just a Boba Fett show. And I and I because I, I, I really do I love the second and fourth episodes of Bo- Book of Boba Fett. Sure, I sure, love them. I do not care at all about episodes one and three. I know I but Robert, so you don't like the Robert Rodriguez episodes. I, I do not. And I, I, I Interesting. Don't, I, Robert, if you were intending to call me for work, I apologize. But I will say I like some of your older movies. But these two episodes of uh, Star Wars were just they weren't they weren't for me. Interesting. No. Uh, I, did anyone else feel like we were watching something we shouldn't be watching? 
Like we were getting it early. Like they released it by accident. Like oops, all berries. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And like, it's weird. I wasn't excited for a full, I, I, I'm just thinking this through. I think I would have enjoyed more of a, a, a Mando cameo than like a full Mando experience. Like the, it's, it's that like energy of like, Oh my God, like he's here. He's here with Dengar and Bosk and all these stuff. Like, as opposed to like a full Mandalorian episode. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I still loved it. That's the thing. I'm like torn. Was I just like for, thought he was, was it done I thought he was going to claim that bounty and then just be like, Oh, Oh, Boba Fett needs me. All right. Away. Like, 100%. I didn't expect I thought that was an opening sequence that was going to turn into like, right, exactly. Like, oh, Boba Fett's on my cell. Like, or like Fennec shows up, like having like found him or something. I don't know. But like, I didn't expect like for us to get like two, really two full episodes of Mandalorian in one. I think they did it intentionally. I think people have been saying stuff online. I think that this was part but of their this plan. Was... Um, this is part of their plan to show it, but I think they just went all out. And now... Anybody who's complaining is like, I got all the Mando I needed. I can calm down now. But fact, all of this fact, was... I bet it brought in people who stopped watching Boba Fett because they're like, wait, Mandalorian's back? That's probably, and definitely so true. are like, oh, I watched that full episode. I guess I'll watch Boba Fett next week. But to your point, if that's the case, then that means that they didn't have faith in the show as they were writing it because no one was... Everyone, no one was excited about... Like, it's not like they, like, stopped episode two and, like, let's just quickly do a Mandalorian full episode. Like, this was all planned out. You know what I mean? It's not like this was reactionary to the viewers. This you know was what? planned out in general. You know what? What you were saying actually brings up another part about Mandalorian show, which is that it's its own separate story, stands on its own, without the rest of what's going on, which is different than Boba Fett, again. So we watched an episode that was encapsulated into two stories, him with uh, dog people, him collecting a bounty, and him going somewhere else, and seeing an old familiar friend, getting a mm-hmm. new ship. Those are two stories that can be told the way that they've done it in the format of The Mandalorian. We got a director and a writer to team up. They come up with something with a small cast, which is exactly what we had here. How many people are in this episode besides some of the alien extras at, at the space mall? On the Halo space mall. I mean, I mean there were, this, this, this is a pretty... Because you had all the, the Clutoonians at the beginning, and then you have... They, uh, even, the, even the guy who, like... <laughs> the guy who was like uh left in the room when he should have when he didn't die and he, like, yeah sure like they didn't even give him a line like uh I-, I saw nothing like i mean they didn't say anything like sure sure they, they, i see what was, you're saying that was, that was an extra so like there were tons of extras but really the cast was um mandalorian fennec amy sedaris the guy the, oh, yeah. oh the guy the, oh, um john favreau um the armorer and and then the guy who got chopped in half who was who was um, the bad guy in Black Widow, right? <laughs> it was basically the same oh, wait, Kaba Baez, the guy at the, the Clutuni at the beginning? Yeah, he was basically uh, Draco. Um, but in, but in <clears> dog I mean, actually, now that you bring up Black Widow, this felt Black Widow-esque where, like, I enjoyed it, but I was seeing it at the wrong time. Or, di- or di- did I need it? Yeah, I, I, not now. I don't know. Like the difference is that this is like the future. Like in terms of like I was expecting this later down the line, whereas Black Widow was like I, I could have seen this five years ago. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, oh, and, and something else that I'll, I'll I'll point out about this too 
is um, that uh, no, I, I, uh, I was, I, the one thing that was very cool about this for me is like just seeing a little bit of the purge. Um, oh, I thought that that was a beautiful sequence. And it was very no, Terminator. No words, no words, just music and lots of, of what you could imagine used to be people. Yeah. And it was just, or, or Mandalorians. And it was just heart wrenching. They also referred to it as the night of a thousand tears. I call that Monday. Um, but you know, <laughs> that's fine. Um, I, I mean, just that whole sequence alone, it faded in so seamlessly. And then it went right back into the sequence. And I was like, wow, wow, this director is taking their time. And then I was like, wow, how, <coughs> taking their time? how long was this episode, Brian? I know you 51 minutes. Why don't we have longer Boba Fett episodes? Okay. I, I mean, Jay, last week's was 50 something. <laughs> I mean, they, last, they, week's they, awesome. last week's, last week's was my favorite episode for sure. Best. Well, here's, here's another question then. Like, what season three of Mandalorian is the season three of Mandalorian, like him going to Mandalore and like trying to get to the mines and the living waters, like teaming up with Bo-Katan is Bo-Katan going to be in the Ahsoka series with um, Sabine Wren. And because the Ahsoka series is probably going to also deal with Mandalore. So like, I'm, I'm curious which plot line is going to feed into which show. Cause there are a lot of options. I'm going to be honest. I could care less about the dark saber stuff. I really, if it's going to be like who controls Mandalore and who needs to defeat Din to get the sword, I'm just not into that. Sure. I just, I, I get, I understand why it's cool, but like even, even the moment when she, it, the, when they were like, you have to defeat him in battle for it. I was like, oh man, mm-hmm. I was like, I, it's like cool. Then one of the cool characters is going to have to get murked. Great. I was like, uh, I, I don't know that. Sure. Yeah, I get that. Jay, I feel like we it, it, at some point I'd love to go back and rewatch just that sequence with the, the, the two of you. Um, it felt like when she asked, because Brian, you said it earlier, it felt like the question came out of nowhere when she said, did you mm. take off your helmet? And yeah. did she know, or is there something in the rules or prophecy or something that says that there's someone who does something that, and comes back or goes to the water under the wells underneath? Yeah, that I don't know. It, it, the way it was phrased, it just felt like, why did she ask that unless she had other meaning? I think she knows. Like somebody was like, yo, I saw Amanda take off his helmet. I, I know I think it's just I, I think she can see the uh that something's different about him. The oh, that's interesting. The, the well, because you gotta remember it's like because the, the argument can be made like, oh well they know they're always wearing helmets, how would they know? I'm like, yeah, but they're but they are a culture that knows how to read social cues while reading wearing helmets the whole time. I think she I think she senses it in him at least. That's very interesting. So you're um, telling me they don't take off their helmets when they're making baby Mandalorians. Just I, dude, I don't know, man. There's so many rules. I just, I wonder if there's like, well, once, once you're married, it's okay. It's, it's interesting because this is like a sect of it that is like, you know, comes from like that death watch group and like, is very different than them. So like, I don't know. It seems like Mandalorian season three is going to be about like the dark saber and Mandalore and all that stuff. Whereas Ahsoka is going to be more about like finding Ezra and Grand Admiral Thrawn and things like that with Sabine. 
Um, because like even in this one, there was a reference to Rebels when they were saying that like you're fighting against the blade. Um, that came up in Rebels when other characters were training with it. I thought that was like very interesting concept, and and I think they showed it well because I watched the scene where he clips himself with the dark saber a couple times, and like it looks like it's just like too heavy for him. Like it's it's like the blade like has to work with you as an extension of your arm, like they talk about in the prequel movies. And he's just like he's used to just like such force and 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 brute strength. Um, I thought that was really interesting I, the way they showed that stuff. I have a I have a question because I don't know, but I that sequence in the beginning, did it seem like so the the um what's his name a cartoonian? What's the dog guy's name? The the cartoonian um the, the guy the oh Cabo Bias Cabo Bias and he, he uh, Mando's about to make his move on him and his and his left hand right hand man bites Mando's hand. And I was just curious mm-hmm. if when he pulls the blade out because of the way they're describing this blade was the blade trying to make him fight more brutally than he was willing to do. Like there was a lot of like punch and push that he does where he like pushes somebody off of him. Yeah. Uh, blocks. Um, was the blade just like, just, just kill them. Just go through them. And, and he wasn't, it, that was like against his way of doing. Things. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, because even uh, I was like, does he not know how to fight with a sword? Why did that thing hit his own leg? Well, because the the weight when he swung it back, he like because he was he was the weight of the saber was too heavy for him, and and like it's not that it was like a super heavy blade. It's that like he 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 didn't know how to wield it. It's a very different weapon. Huh. Okay. And then the only last question that I had was, is he going to get like an R two droid? There's a little spot in the back of that ship. Doesn't no, they mentioned they mentioned that she converted it so he doesn't need an astrotech droid. Oh, that's sad. So no, that's where he's putting the heads. Oh yeah, it's his head bucket. Yeah, yeah, that's head his head bucket. bucket. That's his trunk. His head trunk. Can I just uh, one thing I love about uh, I love that she has R five D four. Yeah. Oh my god, I love that. Is that like it just? Uh, no, it's, it's the R five droid. Sorry, Jay. It it's the it's the the astrotech. Oh, I, can, I can never say that right. Uh, he's one of the droids that uh, C-3PO and R2-D2, uh, it's, he's the one that Uncle Owen almost buys, and then it breaks down. Gotcha. And so, like, clearly, like, the Jawas fixed it up eventually, and it ends up in her, and uh, she bought it. <laughs> she probably bought it from the Jawa that she was sleeping with. Yeah. They're hairy. Well, right? that's, <laughs> we make that joke on the channel. I was like, I feel like Amy Sedaris just knows Jawa, it's not the character. Like that's one thing she was like, well, I know Jawa. Like, that's we, how she got character. the job. It's on her resume. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Cool. I also like that. We learned that Mando was driving around the universe in a Kia soul, essentially. Uh, <laughs> a Razor, a Razor crest is not a great vehicle to be flying. Yeah. Around oh it's my God. Not as cool as we thought it was. <laughs> well, on that note, uh, what would you, what would you rate this episode out of? And then what would, what are you rating? How many purges would you give this episode? Zero. I, I don't. I, this did not need a purge. I loved. I love this episode. I think that it took the show in a crazy direction, which I think could help revamp a show that has a, a really strong base of people who love it and a really strong base of people who are like, "This is not what I wanted," and then another strong a base of people who just left. And I think that this could pull some people back. I think it calms some people down. And I think some of the people who already thought they were getting everything they wanted can say like. I can wait it out another week. 
Yeah, I mean, I also think that it's going to be super fun, like, to lead into the next two episodes. As much as I thought I was, I had like a very, I had a hard time reconciling this experience with like the other episodes. But like the momentum that this is pushing into the next two episodes of Robert Fettuccini that are, I just, and maybe my anticipation is bad and my expectations are bad, but like I'm just expecting two episodes that are going to blow us out of the water with both nostalgia and super cool action and battle. And Jay, if he doesn't write a rancor, we have to, we have to. I, I will, I'm at, like, I don't normally nerd rage about things, but like if he doesn't write a rancor, I, I'm actually going to like write a letter or something. He's going to. Because I'm like, you don't, me- you don't. Then why talk about it? Then why talk about it? Then why, why would you bring it up? It? Why would you bring it up? Yeah. Why would you bring it up? Don't even. It was cool that like they. It was the first time I think they had brought up like in actual live action Star Wars. Like, oh, the witches of Drathomir used to like ride yeah, Rancors. That was like, cool. That's awesome. But like, if you don't, you better. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. I will burn the internet to the ground. <laughs> yeah, I would. I mean. I'll give this seven riding rancors, maybe even eight. I, I would. This is a really good Mandalorian episode. Like I would even give this yeah. a nine if I was watching Mandalorian. But I think it's I'm a gonna, solid nine for I'm me. Gonna go it's with just a, not a Boba Fett. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. go with a, a Boba Fett seven, like do a rancor think, riding rancor seven. Do you think the number went up that you deserve a rancor more now because of this episode? I always deserve a rancor, Gary. Right. Yeah, I don't. I think we Everyone just deserves we, a we, rancor. We deserved a rancor just for showing up. I think the know, rancor is inside of us all the whole time. Yeah, these are consolation rancors. Hi, we're consolation rancors. <laughs> we just need a one-word suggestion to get started. Uh. I, I, uh, mean, I really like that everybody has a different opinion too. Like that, I, there's been a lot of shows lately where we we're all like, "We loved it. I hated it. I loved it," and we're like, it, "It's rare that like I feel like we have three different thought like takes on this." I mean, you and, you and Jay seem like you're tied a little closer, but I, I love this well, episode. No, it's very interesting. I started out talking with you guys, expecting to come in and say how much I love the episode, because I did. But the more we talked about it in relation to the rest of Robert Fettuccini, it definitely, it was great, but it 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 felt weird and inconsistent. Like, the the jump from this last episode to this episode felt just as inconsistent and um choppy as the flashbacks to the present day in the other episodes because the structure of this one was the same as the other ones too the first half was one story and the second half was another story i beg to differ i think the way that flashbacks are done in the other episodes is is fumbled (sighs) it it doesn't it doesn't go seamlessly in like i I wish he would get punched in the face and then end up in the tank so then like understood why he's back in the tank like sometimes we're just like he's in the tank why is he in the tank He's just because he's back to the back to back to the back. I wrote down a note here. It just says, why he's going back to in time. (laughs) Got to get because he's been burned by the acid for so long. Yeah. Actually, what I thought was going to happen is when Mando got burned by the dark, um, the dark saber. I thought he was going to actually seek out Boba Fett to go in his back to tank. Like that's what, that's what I thought that the the, the buddy my the, leg is killing me. You mind if I yeah come he's yeah like oh. that's what I thought was going to be the connecting piece, which was like way off. Because in the last episode, they specifically went out of their way to say, uh, "Master Boba, you are fully healed." Yeah, aka no more flashbacks, baby. 
Yeah. But yeah, totally. He's got a good back to and then and then Robert Fettuccini puts his Gamorrean guard in the back to tank when he gets bitten by uh Black Chrysanthemum. So like like well, I I don't think Mando would have a reason to not pop in there. He'd have to go in in his helmet, which is like kind of weird, I guess. He'd drown. But interesting. Can Mando go into the back to tank? It's interesting. You're into the kinky helmet wearing stuff. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring all that up in the beginning. I, that slipped out. <laughs> I was curious after this episode. Um, you know, the only thing I had to hear that I agreed with is just, why wasn't this a flashback episode at the start of Mando season three? It feels like flashbacks are hard for this team, as in the the book of the Robert Fettuccini, uh, cookbook of Robert Fettuccini tech. Team. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, they want to do flashbacks, but they don't really do it in a, a way that's exciting or engaging. Yeah. I think that's fair. The, the the best parts of the flashbacks are the action sequences, but like the thematic elements, just like until episode chapter four didn't actually come together. And I was a little bit too late. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's weird. I don't know what, like the, I really, I simultaneously really like the Tuscan Raider stuff, but like, but it's the kind of thing where he's like, Oh, they took me in. And I'm like, no, they didn't. They took you as a slave. And then you had to like, uh, I, needed- I don't know. I don't know about that. I needed a more explicit timeline in terms of like, I was with them for 15 years or like I was with them for four and a half years and I became their family. I needed more of him like bonding with the Tuscans and becoming one of them before they were all murdered immediately. You mean like getting a Dude, name there is... You mean like getting a single name of a character? <laughs> we may have, but I didn't, I don't speak Tuscan. <laughs> we, uh, we There's like five feet. Tuscan. Oh, there is five feet of, of discord conversation on our server about how how long he's been in was in the sarlacc pit how long like what the time frame of Bo, book of boba is it's so it's so not clear <laughs> it's really not clear and i really think that that would help the storytelling immensely if i knew it how really much, would yeah if i knew how long he was in there versus how long he was incapacitated like while he was with them then like how long he's been with them and then when he fed fennec like all of that's how because like he was there for two weeks and he calls them his tribe like that doesn't read for me and 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 tomorrow morrison isn't strong enough of an actor in my opinion to convey that oh i feel better about my my robert rodriguez (laughs) yeah he's coming for tempura no i like tempura morrison i do he's aquaman's (laughs) daddy-o but dad's name is tempura <laughs> Tempura Shrimp is Aquaman's dad. It's me, Tempura Shrimp. Also, yeah, that's right. I know I've said this a million times on this podcast, but I love the concept that he grew up on a water planet of Camino, and 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 now he's finding himself on a planet that used to be water and is now sand. But I need more. Like Gary said, when he picks up his helmet, when he sees his dad flying away, like you'd think that those were themes. If you're going to lead with them, that would come up in the episodes. But like they kind of are just like for fan I service. I don't know why they're there. I, I need don't more. know why they're there. What? What are the pike? Aren't they fish people? They look fishy. Do they? Is it possible that they could be? I don't know, flooding this planet at some point. Interesting. I, I just, I'm curious what this watermonger's doing. I feel like there's all these threads that are still He's out coming there. back. No question he's coming back. So he was just... Loose, he, so many loose threads that are still out there. Like, like is, is Dread, is uh, the, what's Dreadlock um, Tuscan still out there? Like, somewhere under the Tuscan sun? Like, what's he doing? 
Like, I hope he is. I would love to see Dreads come back. I mean, I just feel like he has this tribe mate that we didn't see die, but we we were supposed to feel connected to. He had this weird, I don't know, he looked at him once, and they're best friends, or, or they're family now. And and they don't tell that story. They move to the next story, and then they move to the next story. And now we got a Mando episode? So It's vignettes. They're what? not telling full stories. You're right, Brian. I'm now mad, even though I was the one saying I liked the episode. <laughs> <laughs> what have we done? But I did like it a lot, and 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 because I love Mandalorian, but I'm not watching Mandalorian. But I also loved it. I, I'm I, I like I know we said that a million times, but I'm still just like I don't know. Well, what if, I did okay, watch I, it twice today. Okay. Writing was it a good? What do you, Jay? What's your take on writing? Just just the writing of the episode. It's usually words. No, Jay. Not, what, what is writing? <laughs> <laughs> Jay, uh, Jay. <laughs> the episode was solid. I thought it. I not not was this a, was this a good Boba Fett episode, a Robert Fettuccini episode? Was this a good or well written episode? I thought it was fine. Do, okay, Brian, agree? Uh, I think it has great moments, like how they condensed all the dark saber information into those scenes. I think some of the one-off lines here or there are really good. I think they showed yeah. that Mando has a little bit more of a sense of humor now than he did before, even though he's not funny. I think there are interesting things they did, but like in terms of like dialogue back and forth, they, I don't think that anything stands out except for a couple of lines. Like I actually wrote some down, like all this talk of the empire and they only lasted 30 years. Mandalorians have existed 10,000. Thought that was a great line. The other line about um, the concept of he says like I want to try again, um, uh, you know when, when he when he keeps fighting and she um, she says something to the effect of um, uh, let me see if I can find it here. Uh, she says the when when they're training on the catwalk, um, she says something to the effect of like. Um, you know why try again? I'll find it. it well, but it was really good. Well, I'm gonna vamp while while Brian finds what he's gonna say because I think the line that really stuck out to me, and this is the humor in the writing, was sure. Amy Sedaris's part where she's talking about the exhaust manifold humor, and she's like, "If you know what I mean." And then they cut right to one of the trash can droids with the outspout being plugged into the back of him, and she's mm. like, "I was like that kind of like subtle like crass humor is great for that character because sure." Like, it felt like she was acting with a green screen to me in the beginning, but by the end, I was like, "This is cool." They're working on the, like working on a car in the garage together, getting like oil on them. I was like, "Well, not Mando because his head helmet's still on underneath there," which I was like, "This has got to be awful." But um, I thought that kind of stuff was fun. So I found it. She says, um, "Well, the first thing I do want to say is that did anyone feel like this episode because it was in the season of Boba Fett was a lot more brutal?" Uh, and gritty in terms of his fight at the beginning than it would have been in a Mandalorian season. I, I thought that he's now without Grogu and he's fighting for something. So I thought he was. I thought he was a different Mandalorian when we met him, and he's no longer Mandalorian at the same time. So I just I feel like this episode hmm. doesn't, doesn't fit in the regular Mandalorian series that we've watched thus far. But again, a lot happened in that last episode to change yeah. this guy. Uh, and the quote was persistence without insight will lead to the same outcome. She says to him when he wants yeah. to keep going, like I thought some of those lines were really good, but like it didn't totally stand out. It, it felt like a Mandalorian episode, which I think are better written in general than the, um, than these. I think the Boba Fett episodes have, have bigger concepts. I just don't think they're written as well as the smaller concepts in Mandalorian. 
Jay, what's a father? What? In the lines, there was somewhere in there they were talking about the speed at which the uh, the Nabu jet was going. Um, oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Father, I was like, what's that? I, those lines are my favorite because they yeah. are super made up, and I love wizard, all of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wizard, like, well, yeah. Yeah, man, wizard. wizard. When he said Beggar's Canyon, though, I was like, where's Jay? I need. Jay. And then we saw a Womp Rat. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I, I will defend pod racing to the end of time. Thought, it was awesome. I thought it was a pod racer when they first that, took it off. Me too. Because it, because it had all the yeah. stuff torn off of it. I yeah. Was like, oh, I was like, oh, crazy. She's going to try and get him in pod racing. Oh, I yeah. thought it was pod racing. Me too. Or for a, for a hot second because of like the two engines like side by side sure there was like a millisecond where i thought it was like a modified uh bespin uh cloud runner oh sure like the two with the two uh <laughs> the two pods for no reason yeah 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 I'd be like that'd be the weirdest ship to bring back <laughs> like why would a cloud skipper what's wrong with you <laughs> I really feel like we covered everything. I just think that the 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 idea in my head of why did I do my homework at all was like out the window with this episode because I am like I'm expecting Cad Bane. I'm looking for Dash Rendar. All these things that I, people have these theories and then yeah. Like, yeah. we're not even in that story. But be, no. because we took a break from Robert Fettuccini, I'm also now kind of really excited for more Robert Fettuccini next week. I just said that that was yeah. the way. That, this is the way to get people to come back. <laughs> this, this is, is the, the way. way. Well, nerds, we've got to seek out the living water beneath the mines of Mandalore. Regardless, join us next time as we discuss the next episode of Peacemaker. Make sure to join us in the Nerdverse by following on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at the Nerdverse Pod. Be sure to blast over and subscribe to the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Rate and review us there. And as a new universe in a multiverse of other Nerdverses, the reviews are super important for us. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, and, um, you know, giving us all those reviews and feedback. We appreciate it. Um, we love to hear from you and tell all your nerdy friends about us. And remember, wizard. Uh, thanks for coming, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah, dude. So Absolutely. Really yeah, well, well, Joanna's enjoying herself in Galaxy's Edge. We're just talking. Is she really in, in Disney? Yeah. Oh, good for her. She Can got her me a Hondo her? Funko Pop. Oh, cool. Um, well, where can they? Where can everybody find you guys? Yeah, uh, if if you want to uh, follow my YouTube channel, uh, YouTube.com/slash/previewed. We do uh, reaction content and all that good fun stuff. Also, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, at uh, the J Schmidt, Instagram the J Schmidt. It's where I put all of my schedules for my uh, streaming, where you can see all sorts of fun stuff. You can see these two idiots play Mario Party with me. It's very very fun. Uh, it's uh, twitch.tv slash thatkingbunny. Check me out. And I, just, and I follow Jay, and, and I'm at the Discord, and if you want to find me, I'll be in there talking too much. So uh, come hang out with us. Actually, Gary's not real. Gary's just an AI I programmed into this podcast. There is no AI in the Star Wars universe. Is that weird? It's just holograms. That's interesting. That's a good point.